This is a Federal News Network podcast. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency is undertaking several major technology initiatives this year. The projects include cloud computing, cybersecurity, and some machine learning. All of this as NGA continues to look for ways to harness an explosion in commercial Earth data. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday joins me with the latest. And Justin, there has been a pretty big technology shift now for several years at NGA towards this commercial data gathering. Uh, Tell us what's on their plate for this coming year. One of their big initiatives this year is to collapse several legacy systems into one big enterprise operating system and and also include that commercial data. NGA Chief Information Officer Mark Andres spoke at an Intelligence and National Security Alliance event on January 6th this year. And he said one of the big things they're doing is rolling out a big common operating environment, uh, service-centric platform for the services and other users that go to NGA for uh, data about what's going on on the earth. That's a big event for them, That he said. Another big event for NGA this year is shifting to the new C2E cloud contract. They have been on the C2S cloud program that was just exclusive to Amazon. The C2E contract it was awarded in November 2020. And it includes five different contractors. And then, of course, artificial intelligence and machine learning continue to be major priorities for NGA, as with most other defense and intelligence agencies. And I've always thought of NGA as already sort of an artificial intelligence and machine learning employing agency. What are they looking at for the coming year specifically? They've definitely been out there. And and so far, Andre said they've been successful in adopting natural language processing uh, Andre said it's it's eliminated countless man hours by automating the processing and dissemination of geospatial intelligence. What they're putting a major emphasis on now is computer vision, using software to detect patterns of life and other intelligence, whereas an analyst in the past would have had to look at pictures and other things to determine those those types of activities. Here's Andres talking about the importance of that that thrust. For NGA in particular. We know that we have to become the world's best in computer vision, that using the computer to substitute for what the human eyes and mind have been able to do in the past is kind of our way forward through these challenges we face. And in this context, then, how does commercial data fit into the strategy? Is that part of this machine learning and artificial vision endeavor? Right. So the agency is is looking to increase its relationships with commercial space industry. And it's been doing that for several years now, at least. But as Andres put it, there's been an explosion of commercial data and sourcing about what's going on on the earth beyond just the traditional spy agencies, of course. And he said he's looking to create an environment where NGA can harness and manage that explosion of geospatial intelligence data. We're putting a lot of emphasis in what we're calling the supplier matrix, and that is around how do we leverage technology to pair the knowledge needed to match the right request from the right customer at the right security domain with the right solution. And that's NGA CIO Mark Andrus. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday, and I wanted to ask you about software development because implicit in all that they're doing is the fact that what used to be literally drawn maps are now totally software. So what are they doing with software development as strategy for 2022? 
NGA has been making a big shift to use DevSecOps and modern agile development practices, along with the rest of DoD. Last year, it released a, a draft software strategy of sorts called the Software Way and asked for industry's feedback on the document. And it essentially describes how NGA wants to develop software, both for its internal developers as well as industry partners. Andres said that NGA got more than 350 pages of feedback from industry. They're processing that now and planning to come out with a, a final version in the next few months. It really focuses on two things, how we want our software development before you write, through the development, through the first deliverable, and then operationally through the iterations. And then it says, we're going to need some common metrics from you. This doesn't sound like much, but it's a, it's a big deal. And these will be the two big drivers this year. And was he able to describe what types of applications they're developing? Because they've got all of this spatial data, geospatial data, but it's just data without applications. It just kind of sits there. Well, that gets back to using machine learning and artificial intelligence, which is, of course, just software at the end of the day right now, to actually parse through all that data. And he said, from the commercial perspective, they're not just looking for, you know, pixels for, for images from commercial industry. They're looking for finished products in some cases, radio frequency analysis, you know, uh macroeconomic analysis, things like that. So they're they're looking for some pretty sophisticated software from industry and, and from the inside, too. I think they were looking for algorithms that could identify circles, which is a harder problem than it sounds like when looking at maps and looking at images from space and so forth. They were looking at machine learning algorithms that could spot a circle, which is not a natural <laughs> thing. That could be a bunker for a nuclear weapon. It could be a farm type of structure or so forth. So maybe they're turning in circles. And what about the uh, cybersecurity? Because that underlies pretty much everything the agency does. Yeah, along with all this new technology, of course, Andres said cybersecurity continues to be critical for what NGA is doing today in, in terms of their operations and, and in the future. The agency is shifting to a zero-trust cybersecurity model as along with the rest of the Defense Department and the federal government. He said they're, they're doing it in line with DOD's zero-trust reference architecture. And he said NGA is actually in an excellent starting position to begin adopting zero trust. He said the agency has a pretty robust identity framework in place to identify people. But he said there are some areas where NGA will have to focus on to, to make up some ground in the near term. Where we have got a lot of work to do, and I know this is going to take a lot of time, is really getting at that relationship in zero trust between an individual and a data element and how you scale that at the enterprise level. Trust no one for any piece of knowledge unless that connection has been validated. And again, that is the CIO of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, Mark Andres. And Justin, it sounds like if you add this all up, they are gathering all of this commercial data with the understanding that everybody can gather the same commercial data. Russia, China, anyone in industry can have the same information from these swarms of satellites that are circling the Earth. And so therefore, the software development and keeping that secure is really the secret sauce because it's how they use the data that matters more so than widely available, almost open source data. Fair way to put it? Yeah, that's crucial. And, you know, I think that's that's essential to NGA's relevance going forward. It kind of underscores all of what we just talked about and we'll be talking about with the agency going forward. Combatant commands can go to a company and get geospatial intelligence data 
And there was a big issue of several years ago where Central Command did that. And for NGA, they have to find ways to be kind of the best at taking all that data, classified and unclassified, and putting together real-time intelligence products. So it's a strategy for the agency to stay relevant at the bottom of it. We've all got to stay relevant, right? Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday, who's very relevant to our staff. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.